Attention. Attention in detail. Listen up and lead well. You're a VIP, giving you what you need to succeed. Be best you can in your own company. Attention detail one by one, step by step to get the job done. Pops are gonna break it down to you. I ask questions, get the show started further. Attention detail. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Attention to Detail with Eric Bird. Moving your brand forward as artists, leaders, and influencers. I'm your host, Jason Bird. This show is sponsored by VIP Consulting, leadership done well. VIP trains leaders in the skills they'll need to take their organization to the next level. Vision casting, conflict resolution, staff and volunteer management, and more. VIP Consulting helps clients create an action plan and works alongside you to execute it. Experience what faith-based institutions, individuals, and organizations have come to learn. VIP Consulting gives you the VIP treatment. Go to ericbird.com for more information. And here's my dad, Eric Byrne. Wow, it's, uh, it's a lot of enthusiasm. You want to try that again with a little bit more vim and Excuse vigor? Me. You want to try it a little enthusiasm? You're supposed to be the host. No. Be hyped. Go ahead. And now here's my dad, Eric Bird. Oh, that's a little bit better. That's nice. It must be hard being nine. Let's give it up for Jason and his last day of working on this episode of Attention to Detail with Eric Bird. I have not been able to podcast with you lately. There are a couple of reasons why we have not uh, kept to our weekly schedule we want to let you know about. Number one. Uh, I am getting busy. Um, uh, Easter is uh, early April, April 4th of 2021. And so uh, the church that uh, I serve on staff, uh, we are doing something that we're really, really excited about. Uh, As soon as it becomes official, uh, I will let you know because we'd love to see you on Easter Sunday. But uh, we're going to have a lot of moving parts for Easter Sunday. And so I've been as they say, out of pocket. Been out of pocket for that, trying to get that together. I love y'all a lot, but not enough to cost me my job. All right. Oh, well. Again. Okay. So um, uh, so that's number one. Number two, um, you know, uh, this podcast is built around a lot of leadership principles and ideals and ideas and stuff like that. And I just don't want to come to you guys unless we really have a subject matter that we're passionate about and that I have something to say. So I just don't want to be one of those guys that just fills up your time and space, but I'm just rehashing old concepts or something like that. So as things come to mind, um, that's when I usually put it to put it in my digital notes. And then that's when we start doing stuff. And so something came to my mind. I don't know if you actually didn't attend this, Jason, but in January, which was only a month ago, um, we did two things at our church. Number one, we are reimagining how we welcome guests to our campus. So as people come to church, um, we are still in a pandemic as we tape this, um, but we are anticipating that we will not be in the pandemic forever. I know it seems like we've been in the pandemic forever. Let's just park the car there for a minute. Does it seem like for you, even in a pandemic, do you remember life before the pandemic? Yeah, it was a year ago. Yeah. Do you remember, like, actually playing basketball with people? Yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, we're actually reimagining how we welcome guests to our program, to our church. Uh, 
And so we had to, you know, launch that idea. And then the other thing was, you know, we just needed help all over the place. I imagine our church is a lot, maybe some of your churches, a lot like some of your churches in that before the pandemic, we weren't live streaming. We weren't on YouTube, none of that stuff. And so now we are. And so um, as our reach has expanded exponentially, we have had to figure out ways of having people help out. You can't pay everybody. Everybody can't get paid. So you got to figure out ways of training people and getting them uh, on the team and recruiting them. So that's why I thought today it would be good to talk about six ways to recruit volunteers for your team. Sound good? Yep. Six ways to recruit volunteers for your team. Um, how do you get people to even know what you're doing? How do you onboard them? Um, a friend of mine went to Ohio State, and he told me a story of um, he had a friend that had this rule of dating. He said, you know, if you um, give your – now, this is, of course, back in the day. But, like, if you give your phone number to 100 women, 10 of them might actually call you. You might have three dates. So I say all that to say that uh, recruiting volunteers is important because – Everybody that you recruit may not be a lifelong team member. It may they may not actually work or fit on your team. So you got to be able to do this in a broad stroke kind of a way. So that way, the most amount of people hear your vision and then a percentage of them will want to go through training or whatever the process is to be on the team. And then a percentage of them will actually serve on the team. And then a percentage of them will actually be great teammates. Does that all make sense? Mm -hmm. So here are the six ways to recruit volunteers for your team. The six ways. Let me count. One, two, three. Do we have six? Remember the time we had five and I had to make up five or something? Yes. Whew, Mr. Talkative. All right. So let's see if you can read this week. All right. Six ways to recruit volunteers for your team. Number one. Have a vision you're excited about. Yes. If you're not excited about what your team can potentially do, I don't know why you would want anybody else to do it. So, um, you know, get into uh, God's face about it. Pray about it. Ask the Holy Spirit to lead you, direct you in a way where that you are thinking about, you know, what could we what could we do that we're not doing? How could we do what we're doing better? And what is it going to take to get there? So if you see examples all around you, if you see local churches that are not only doing well in a pandemic, but actually flourishing, you know, embracing innovation in a pandemic. If they can do it, why not your church? Why not our church? So I try to look around and I try to see churches that are, you know, this is not a great term to use, but I kind of just say I try to look at churches that are sort of our competition, churches that are our size, maybe in our budget uh, uh, range, um, churches that are in our geographic area. And then I look at churches across the country and I just kind of go, well, if they're doing this, what is it going to take for us to do that? If they've got stuff, why can't we do it? So try to put all of your thoughts down in such a way that you're excited about the vision. Chances are that if you're excited about where you're going, you can turn somebody else on to be excited about where the ministry is going to go. But if you're not excited about it, if you're lukewarm, you know, right. people are going to go, eh, you know, because he's, eh, you know. Number two. Create a presentation. Yeah. So from there, you want to create some type of presentation that shows thought or intent, you know, visuals tell a story. So 
I look at it like, you know, if you're, I have a jazz trio, of course, um, you know, when we release a new record, we want to scorch the earth and let people know that we've got a new record. Um, if, you know, some car company has come up with a new model of their car, by the way, we're open for car sponsorship. Hashtag ad. Tesla. Um, we're open for, you know, uh, uh, sponsorship. But, no, I mean, you know, they, they launch it. There's, there's a commercial. There's social media. You're excited about it. You know, there's all kinds of ways to get people to be excited about um, the plan. So, you know, don't just say, hey, we're having a meeting in classroom 403 about how we're going to do what we are already doing. You don't name it something. Create an image that may um, that may visualize it. Um, have people sign up in an innovative way. What I did was that um, one of the ways that we were going to talk about doing ministry in a new and unique way was we just launched our texting service. So I had people text. Um, I had people text to the, the a particular number, and so that's how they got their information about when the meeting was going to happen and where and all that stuff. And that automatically tells people, wow, we've never done it this way before. That is something that I can get behind. That's exciting. So create some type of, create a scene, create a vibe, create a presentation that shows thought or intent, uh, and visuals, of course, tell a story. What's number three? Number three, invite folks to have food. Yeah. So, you know, I would humbly, first of all, I love to eat. I don't know if I told you that, Jason. I enjoy eating. Yes. Um, Jason is the kind of child that eats while he's eating. Um, he He's chewing, planning his next meal. He eats when he's bored. He eats when he has nothing else to do. Jason eats um, just because he can um, but, you know, food shows that you care, shows that you um, are intentional about it. You didn't just think about this last night. Um, you're, you're actually looking down the road and going, hey, I value your time. I know that, um, you know, it's Saturday morning, but maybe and even you can do some COVID related things. We did some COVID related things um, with uh, a local uh, uh, restaurant close to our church where they came in and had box lunches for people. So they came in at 10 o'clock. I knew the meeting was going to be a couple of hours, but by the time the, the meeting was over, they had lunch waiting on them. So they didn't have to worry about it. They didn't have to worry about going out or how long, or I'm getting hungry. When is this going to be over? You know, I would humbly suggest you have some type of food. It just shows people that you care and you're, you're, you're valuing their mm -hmm. time. Number four, have one action step. So when you have your meeting, when you explain your vision, write the vision, make it plain. That they make, remember this song? No. I know this song. I forget the artist. Yeah, yeah. Um, have one thing that they can do. So you're, So I've explained to you all the different areas where we need people to serve. So the next action step is fill in the blank. Um, text your text this word to this number and somebody gets in touch with you or um, talk to this person and they will get you uh, the information that we need to get you on board or talk to this team leader who's going to be over that part of the ministry. That person is going to be the person to talk to and hook you up with the not, you know, have one action step. Now that you've fed them, now that you've given them all this information, now that you've done all this stuff, now that you've gotten them excited about the vision, 
Now what? I want to join. I'm you sold me. What do I do? Right. You know. So in sales, they call that the close. What's your close? Your close is okay. So now that I've explained to you the value of the product, now that I explained to you how we can um, clean your floors or get you on the radio or whatever I'm selling you, now I just need you to decide and give them a list of positives. Don't say, okay, Jason, now that I've told you everything, do you want to do this or not? Now, why don't I do that? Because you don't want the not, you don't want the negative to be an option. Mm -hmm. So what I'm going to say is, okay, Jason, I've talked to you about the sound team. I've talked to you about the praise team. And I've talked to you about youth ministry. Which one of those three do you think you'd be uh, interested in serving in? The sound team? And you go, no. Well, you're young. Maybe the youth ministry. Why don't we try to hook you up to youth? Yeah, okay, I guess the youth ministry. Great. Let me hook you up. So you give them a list of positives. So that way they don't have a choice. It's but not, to, it does, yeah, they don't come out with like a negative outcome. There you go. And you don't let them think about it. You mm-hmm. don't let them go, okay, so now that I've done all this, I'm going to, you know, let me know in a week. If you're <laughs> In a week they're going to talk themselves out of it. They're going to go, eh, I don't really remember. You know, their wife or boyfriend or child is going to say, eh, that's dumb. And No, you give, them a li- you give them an option right at the meeting how they can be involved, all right? So have one action step. Number five. Have an immediate onboarding plan to get them trained or on the team. So that kind of goes along with four. Um, It basically means that so now I'm going to give you uh, the action step. So the action step includes me uh, recording your contact information, and then it moves right into the onboarding. So now if you want to join the praise team, now I'm sending you an instructional video or a handbook on what praise and worship looks like in our church context. Mm-hmm. Or now that you want to join um, the the video, audio, video team, visual team, um, and you're looking at using ProPresenter, now I'm going to send you a, a video on how ProPresenter works. It's like it's I'm resourcing you with what you need to be successful. So we have the action plan. That could actually be like 4A. But we don't have. It kind of goes along with the last part you said with four, whereas you give them an option and right after they give you the option, you go right into getting them or being a part of that program or option that you gave them. Right. That's my son. So bright and smart. Do we have any ice cream here? We don't have any ice cream. I don't feel like going to get some. Let's see what else can we do. All right, we can do the this, the last one. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, let's see. And the sixth way to recruit volunteers for your team: check their progress regularly. Yes. Yeah, so make sure that you are um, in constant contact with them to make sure that their onboarding process is as smooth as possible. So I know you came to the meeting, and I know that you talked to Sally Jane. How's that going? Well, Sally Jane never really got, I mean, she got my number, but I haven't heard from, okay. In the meantime, I know that we're going to do a training Tuesday night. I'll get you the information. In the meantime, I'll find Sally Jane, figure out, she probably um, was trying to get in touch, touch with you. Maybe she has the wrong contact information. Okay, great. So check in with them regularly. Make sure they're getting what they need, and then push them to, not push them, drive them to service. So drive them to service. So have a goal in mind. So I know that where you came to the meeting, I know you did this. I know that you shadowed, you know, uh, Marcus Jackson behind the bar, 
behind the board. So now that you're behind the board, you see how it works. How about you do the easiest of the worship services? Why don't you try the eight o'clock service? And then, you know, Marcus can kind of be with you and make sure that, you know, try to move them to all of that. So let's let's have a, a, a recap of our six. Six ways to recruit volunteers for your team. Number one. Have a vision you're excited about. Yes. If you're not excited about it, they won't be. Two. Create a presentation. Yes. Visuals often tell a story. Three. Invite folks to have food. Who doesn't love to eat? I I don't know them. You know why? No room for them in my life if they don't like food. Oh, wow. I don't like skinny chefs. I'm skinny. Yeah, but you ain't a chef. All right. Number four. Have one action step. Have one thing that they can do to move the football forward. Five. Have an immediate onboarding plan to get them trained or on the team. Yes, resource them with training or hook them up with a mentor in the ministry or whatever. Just get them going. Number six. Check their progress regularly. And then make sure that you're, you give them regular touches along the way so that way they don't get Attention left behind. Detail. What's the last thing you want to leave our listeners with, Dad? So what do I say? Leaders? Why don't you say that, Bert? No, because you have to say it. I have to say what now? Leaders, creative, creatives, influencers. Leaders, creatives, influencers. Attention. <laughs> you don't like that? Leaders, creatives, influencers. Recruiting volunteers. Here's the one thing the churches never say. They never say, woo, woo, girl, we got so many people volunteering. We don't need anybody. There's always room for people to volunteer. If you'd have room for volunteers, you might as well recruit them effectively, right? So make sure that you have a vision that people can uh, grab a hold of and uh, resource them with the things they need to be successful. Check on them along the way to make sure they're getting what they need. And then I will bet you, not that I'm a betting man because I'm just too filled with the Holy Ghost. Ooh, praise God. Attention. I just feel the anointing. Were you going to say something? <laughs> and I bet you'll be able to uh, fill your quiver with arrows of volunteers. All right? You have been listening to Attention to Detail. This is Eric Bird with Baby Boy uh, as my uh, uh, humble co-host, Jason Miles Bird. We will be uh, back with you. I, I don't know if it'll be next week, but it will be with you soon on another episode of Attention to Detail. Thanks, Dad, and thank you for listening to Attention to Detail. We'll be uploading new podcasts every week, usually on Mondays, and you should be able to find us wherever you get your podcasts. Write a review and like us. You can also follow our sponsor, VIP Consulting, at ericbird.com. Go to ericbird.com and sign up for a free gift. Just our way of thanking you for supporting VIP Consulting and this podcast. Show notes can be found at ericbird.com slash blog, where you can also follow the show on the VIP Consulting Twitter and Facebook pages. Attention.